This is Gray. This is Mel. This is Liz. And we want to welcome you to Chuck versus the Podcast, episode 93 for Monday, November 7th, 2011. We have a new episode of Bearded Chuck to discuss. But first, a couple of quick news hits. Well, you know, we always bring you the ratings, and this week I wish I wasn't having to do this, but the Chuck Season 5 premiere opened to some pretty terrible numbers. Mm-hmm. It a 1.0 in the 18-49 demo, with approximately 3.4 million viewers tuning into the new Friday Night Time slot, which is, um, I think we could pretty much all guess, a series low. Mm-hmm. In fact, those are rerun numbers. Um, they did it. Speaking of reruns, NBC did, did rerun Chuck and Grimm uh, the following night on Saturday night, which if you want to add them together, that brings the demo up to like a 1.3 and like four and a half million people watched. Mm-hmm. But those are those aren't good. It was up against Game 7 of the World Series. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty much guaranteed low viewership. Uh, I'm going to be really interested to, once the DVR numbers come out to see how that what that does mm-hmm. if that boosts it up and you know there's the, the networks are taking that into account more the dvr numbers however this is the final season we already know that so we don't really have to stress over these numbers as much as we used to mm-hmm. um it'd still be nice if it went out on a high note but um you know before you ask nbc's not going to cancel the show before they air all 13 episodes so yeah they're going to air them and you know, I've also been seeing, again, kind of a revival of the, well, what about uh, USA Network could pick it up? It'd be perfect for USA. They don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. They haven't done that for years. Um, the last time they picked up a show that ran on another network was Criminal Intent in 2007. So they're in the business of making their own scripted TV, not picking up other people's scripted And shows, pretty good so. scripted TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that, that ship has sailed. Um, but, again... You know, NBC is not going to cancel this. They're going to, they're going to, they're not going to pull it before all 13 episodes air. So, mm-hmm. well, Chris Vidak participated in a conference call with reporters last week to tease the rest of season five. We have the full transcript with questions and answers, including some questions from chucktv.net. We have that posted on the site. So get on over there, take a quick read through. And that was a fun Twitter feed to watch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if quick's the right word, Liz. That is a long yeah, transcript. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, you know, it, it's a quick read, not too quick to transcript. <laughs> but if yeah. you're me, it's not too quick to transcript. <laughs> yeah. Put it that way. <laughs> that took a while, but it was worth it, I think. He, there was some good information in there, and um, you'll see that um, I was actually the one that was on the call with him with for Chuck TV, and I kind of yelled at him because he pulled the old, it could be good, it could be bad. I'm like, why are you going to be that way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We emailed later. We're all good. It's good. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Yeah. And also, also, if you head over to tvwriterpodcast.com or blip.tv slash tvwriterpodcast, there's an interview with Phil Clemmer, who wrote actually next week's episode. And, uh, it was, you know, it was, it, unlike, some of the other writer interviews that I do on that podcast, it was just a laid back catching up with Phil and it was just really nice talking with him. It was, um, I, I also put his season two interview right ahead of it and it was, I listened to it again before, uh, taping the interview with him and, uh, it's really, really fun to go back and see what they were thinking back in the season two and how, how they felt about the show and then to see how everybody feels about the show now. And he, you can tell they're already starting to get a little um, 
sentimental about about it ending soon because for them, I mean, production ends December seventh, um, and so it it's already kind of the beginning of the end for the the people on the inside. So he uh, talked a little bit about that, and it's I encourage you to to watch that inter- interview. It's a lot of fun. So. Anyway, uh, before we get to our discussion of the bearded one, we're going to have a quick sponsor time. If you pay attention to great films and TV shows, you'll notice the camera is always moving, not panning or tilting like on a tripod, but smoothly moving through space. This week's featured sponsors have products that help you move the camera in different ways, and they don't have to break the bank. You'll find the Cinemover for only $80 at MoveYourCamera.com. It can operate as a track dolly or a table dolly. Amazing value. If you want lightweight and affordable camera gear, go to IndieSystem.com. You'll find shoulder rigs, jibs, sliders, and more at very affordable prices. Or, for a more heavyweight, longer-reaching camera crane, go to CameraCrane.com for the comely crane, and look for the steady Freddy as well. But how do you focus when your camera's on a crane or a jib? Lightcraft Workshop has an amazing USB follow focus for Canon DSLR cameras. Part 2 of our sponsor messages will be after the episode discussion. Bearded Bandit. Good? Bad? Thumbs up? Thumb down? Ultimately, thumbs up. But the first half, I just... I think, you know, I think we were supposed to be off kilter and wondering what the heck was going on because Morgan was, as we saw at the end there, he was less and less himself. Mm -hmm. And so I think we were supposed to be feeling maybe a little uncomfortable about it, but I just, I felt uncomfortable. (laughs) I didn't like it. (laughs) So what, what, what exactly didn't you like? Like what specifically? It felt schizophrenic. I mean, Mm -hmm. we had that scene in the um, part part of what didn't help was all the Halloween decorations. And I, I mentioned that before that, you know, I think in last week's podcast that that just kind of threw me off. And in my review mm-hmm. too, knowing that it was going to air after Halloween, I was like, I just, that doesn't, I, I don't like that. It doesn't, I like things to match, mm-hmm. you know? So that kind of was, a, that was a little tiny little piece, but that scene in the convenience store felt really slapsticky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, it, I don't know. It was just kind of all over the place. And, I understand where they were going with it. I just felt like it could have been executed better. But, you know, once we got to um, the really meaty stuff with um, Gertrude Verbansky and Chuck trying to, you know, kind of realizing something's wrong, Casey getting a little more screen time, I was that that started to gel. for mm-hmm. me. So by the end of it and then that nice twist with um, Morgan getting hired on at Verbansky Corp that kind of that saved the episode for me yeah now now what do you think about this obviously 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 we know that with these halloween decorations all over the place they wouldn't put them so obviously in unless there was some kind of storyline around halloween and then obviously when it was moved it would have been sliced and diced um do you think that affected the story at all no because i had the screener before nbc moved it oh you did okay yeah and, yeah, and so, it was locked. It was locked way before. So, so there was no mention of the Halloween or anything like that. When in in uh, in the screener that you saw, it was just a bunch of Halloween decorations around and right. no mention of yeah, it. Yeah, it's exactly what aired. 
Really? Really? Interesting. I think it was just kind of a subtle way to say, yeah, we know this is airing Halloween weekend, but we're not doing a full-blown Halloween Hmm. episode. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, it it didn't bug me so much. I I mean, I do see where what you mean about uh, the first half being a little more um, all over the place. Actually, in some ways, I kind of liked like we had a scene in the car, we had a, a scene in the in the convenience store. We kind of it felt more on location than than some of the episodes in the past have felt. It, um, I don't mean I don't mean literally all over the place. I mean tonally. Oh, I know, I know. And in the and uh in the very beginning how they introduced the Brabansky folk, mm-hmm. um it uh it it felt maybe just a little bit um set up. Mm-hmm. Like it, like they the um when they finished their presentation and that and they couldn't get the PowerPoint to finish and they they went and sat down looking so geeky. It it felt a little forced in the beginning. Um you know, it wrapped up nicely in the end, and and uh, and there were a lot of fun moments. I thought I'm really enjoying uh, Morgan and and his intersectness, and and what I really enjoy, especially, is is how different he is than Chuck. Like Chuck, he he was in the car, he was in the car, and you, and you remember he was actually in the car gratefully because he was so scared of what was going on in mm-hmm. in in some ways in season one. At first, yeah, yeah, yeah. at first, uh-huh. at first, where. Morgan is like he wants to take off. He wants to save the day by himself, and and that kind of thing. Um, so I, I am enjoying these uh, these differences. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, watching seeing the parallels of okay, Morgan has to stay in the car. Chuck had to stay in the car. Morgan has to stay in the car. The intersect. You know, you need the handler to 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 manage this. You know, you can't just assume that because he knows what the intersect is and he's watched Chuck use it. For, you know, knowingly for at least the last, mm, I guess it'd be about two years in their time mm-hmm. that you can't just assume that he's going to know how to do it. You know, that's I think that's something that they realized was, oh, he's he actually needs some help. <laughs> he actually yeah. needs some guidance here. And Chuck's, of course, the perfect person to do it, um, partially because, as Sarah said, he brings out the best in people. But also, you know, he's the one who has intersect experience. So mm-hmm. I thought it was nice that she brought up the fact that Chuck is, you know, last week it was, you're a good leader. And this week it was, you bring out the best in people, which is, you know, that's a, something that they're progressing as far as that character goes. But I kind of wanted her to say, and also you, <laughs> you had the intersect in your head for four years. So yeah. logic. See, you know, I, I wasn't really, I'm back to not liking Morgan and I don't like that, mm-hmm. you know, because I, in the first season, Morgan was nothing but annoying to me. And I remember talking about it on this very podcast Mm -hmm. and I was the only one (laughs) (laughs) because everybody else liked Morgan, but I found him annoying. And I, and until he started to show that, you know, he's not just some, you know, the goofy sidekick, Mm -hmm. he actually had something to offer. Um, And with the intersect, I thought, well, here's a great opportunity. I knew it was going to be different because the intersect for Morgan is, you know, it's like I I already have, you know, the mask and the cape. Just, you know, this this is going to let me fly, <laughs> you yeah. know, whereas with Chuck, you know, he got the intersect and he's like, well, I don't want this. Get it out of me quick. Uh-huh. 
And, you know, he really didn't want any part of it. He wasn't the hero. Morgan always wanted to be the hero. Hmm. So I just kind of feel like the intersect has really turned Morgan, and I'm sure this is the way it's supposed to be, turned him into a jerk. And I was really, I thought it would be funny, you know, to see Morgan with the intersect and see him screw up and, you know, some of the slapstick, you know, be funny. Hmm. But I'm disappointed that it's not. I'm disappointed that I'm seeing a Morgan that I really don't like. I don't like him at all. I think he's just a complete tool. I agree. And I think, but I think we're supposed to. Mm. That doesn't mean that I like it, but <laughs> I think, I think we're reacting the way that we're supposed to react. I guess so. I guess so. I guess. I just wish that we didn't have to go through this. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, and I think, I know there's a reason why he's going to go through this. You know, it's, I think the intersect has been a great, a great tool to, um, as character development for Chuck. And certainly, hopefully it'll be that way for Morgan too. I, I don't think that Chuck is the perfect handler for Morgan, to be honest with you. Mm. I don't. I don't because he's too close to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that Casey, would be a much better handler for Morgan mm-hmm. by far yeah. because do you Casey, think they would survive the week. Um, well, they did. I do, uh, I do actually. Yeah. Because, because Morgan, you know, he's not going to push Casey back, mm-hmm. you know, whereas with, with Chuck, he, he has always been able to talk his way around Chuck mm-hmm. and get Chuck to do what he wants to do. He's always been that way. Mind you, he doesn't know who Luke Skywalker is anymore. <laughs> Right. I think, you know, this Morgan, he would push Casey back. Well, he but, might, but Casey won't. Casey's not made. Casey is made of tougher stuff than, than yeah. Chuck. You know, he doesn't have that, you know, even though they're all kind of like a family sort of unit there, they're a team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, he wasn't best friends with Morgan mm-hmm. like Chuck was. So he doesn't have that connection. You know, they had, they had started actually on a different connection, which was very, very pleasant and was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think that that could have worked a lot better. Mm -hmm. A little bit of an understated um, entrance for Justin Hartley. Yeah, they really didn't do much with him. Mm -hmm. I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. That was another thing that kind of was a disappointment is that they didn't utilize the guest stars except Carrie Ann Moss, who I think deserves her own segment. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't utilize Jeff Fahey and um, Justin Hartley very well. Cause I mean, they had an opportunity there to parallel the, the Chuck and Morgan relationship, which is about, I mean, it's as close as brothers. Mm-hmm. They had a, and one of them, you know, it, it, they, and, and that Morgan was basically going to betray Chuck. And they had a chance to really parallel that with these two brothers, with the Schneiders. And, you know, they kind of did. If you really look for it, you see it. Mm-hmm. You can see that. But it didn't It, it didn't gel in the way that a lot of episodes have because, you know, they love to do those parallel storylines. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't, I don't know. There was, I don't know if they were trying to do too much, if if the Verbansky stuff just kind of overshadowed everything because they realized, wow, this is awesome. We have a winner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kind of kind of dropped everything else. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't want it to sound like I hated this episode because I didn't. But no, no, I didn't hate it. Yeah, It's not a 10 for me. Mm. Yeah. But Gertrude it's maybe a it's maybe a six and a half. Yeah. Somewhere around there for me. Half seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but, I enjoyed it. I, I, uh, I didn't think it was 
um, among, among the best, but I thought it was, it was, it was solid. Um, I, I see it as preparing for, um, some really interesting stuff coming up. And I, I know you've seen more, mm-hmm. but, uh, um, obviously at the end with, with Morgan going to Verbansky, uh, that's going to be a cause for some interesting, interesting stories. My jaw was on the floor. <laughs> I was watching it with my mom. Um, she came over to watch the screener and uh, about, I don't know. I think it was about the time he didn't care about tr- trilogy movie mm-hmm. night. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's going on? Yeah. They wouldn't. Would they? No. Yes. Holy crap. They did it. So, yeah. yeah. I liked, I liked that though. I liked that that was, um, there, there's some continuity, continuity there because one of the major complaints at the end of season four when Morgan was intersected was, but Chuck is special. They mm-hmm. can't just intersect Morgan. Chuck is special. He's yeah. supposed to be, what happened? Did they forget about that? No. As I've been saying all summer. And I think Gray was chiming in on this some too. And I, Liz, I think was too. Mm-hmm. Just because Morgan was able to download the intersect does not mean he can handle it. That's right. Just like Greta's, just like Shaw, just because he could, it could enter his brain doesn't mean that he will be a success with it. So mm-hmm. far, Chuck is the only one who's been able to be a success with the, with the uh, interplay. Yeah. yeah, and I think tonight's episode more than showed that, you know. I mean, it was clear to me that just the fact that Morgan was forgetting these, you know, he, was, he didn't, he forgot who Indiana Jones was, really. <laughs> Morgan Grimes forgets Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, there's something already going wrong. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see the next one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know... Um, at least talking with Phil, he he says that there's a a pretty solid run, um, starting with the next episode. So uh, I'm pretty eager to see what that run looks like. Mm-hmm. Well, like I've said, I've, I'm already loving Gertrude. I just and the fact that she and Adam Baldwin, Carrie Ann Moss and Adam Baldwin, yeah. they have some crazy chemistry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be good. That's yeah. gonna be good. Did you catch that at the end when Sarah had called in Verbansky Corp to rescue Morgan and Chuck and Gertrude's leaving and she's, you know, she's always a pleasure, John. And as he turns to watch her and she trips. Yes. (laughs) I did see that. (laughs) She's not as cool as she looks. When it comes to John Casey, I guess. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Yeah. I saw that. That was good. Cool. Good. So, and then Casey working up the nerve to call her and then hanging up. That that was, that was actually kind of cute. cute. That was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And uh, of course, we had Devin doing the commercial for the Buy More, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought I thought was really fun. I, um, it was it redeemed what was start and, and and actually it was I think it was fun to see Big Mike in the uh, in the older commercial. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that's well, back such back. horrible memories. Oh my god, <laughs> bell bottoms and yeah, polyester. Yeah. See how thin player. I was. <laughs> and all that hair. Yeah. But yeah. the big news, the big news, you guys. Mm-hmm. Big Mike and Bologna are married. Hmm? Well, we, it's not it, news, it's, but Big Mike's officially Morgan's stepdad. Yeah. And we didn't get to see the wedding. Yeah. I'm kind of glad. <laughs> Considering his description of the honeymoon. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, it would be funny. It would be funny for to have Chucksters put together a scenario for Big Mike's wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Fanfic challenge. I'm throwing down the gauntlet. The challenge is on. <laughs> yeah. So, um... It's fun. Okay, so my favorite part, my favorite part was watching Awesome walk into the Buy More <laughs> in slow motion with the, <laughs> on with the wind machine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, yeah. woo! <laughs> yeah. It got a little warm in my house. Did it? Just, just a little. Just a little. Yeah, yeah and then at the pretty. end when, when they're those... watching the commercial and, and Casey says, it's like his eyes are following everyone in the store. <laughs> That's yes, with his with his smooth skin and his unbelievably high cheekbones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and yeah. did you did you catch um Big Mike says I'm I'm so over Jeffster and Lester's like, yeah, me too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting, though I'm sure it'll be back. Uh saying that wasn't a throwaway line. No? Nope. Hmm. Interesting. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. <laughs> cool. So, uh. Jeff, Jeff, though, opening his shirt. Yeah. Throw, that's a throwaway moment. You can just excise that from your memory. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Didn't need to see that. I already did. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for bringing it back up again. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess, uh, I guess that's about uh, all about the episode. Mm, that's, oh. uh, Sarah, Sarah got to do some rock climbing and a little show a little more of the strength of her friendship with Casey, mm-hmm. which was nice. Yeah, I like it when we see what goes on between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Cool, groovy. So, and uh, we didn't see a lot about next week in the promo, but uh, enough to know that it is going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It is. Yep. It's going to be, yeah, there's some really great stuff in there. Sorry. Someone's messaging me. Cool. So I guess uh, we'll just hear from our sponsors for a bit before we close out and go to our spoilerish stuff. So here we go. For handheld footage that looks like a Steadicam, try Glidecam. Starting at only $369. Look at the difference it makes. A great source for inexpensive DSLR accessories is jag35.com. Field monitors from $249, shoulder rigs, sliders, and more. For high-end field monitors, go to smallhd.com. A higher resolution monitor means better photos and videos. And those were our sponsors. Um, I do want to actually mention... Uh, really, really exciting is that I'm not going to have to ask for money anymore. And that's really, <laughs> really, really good because, uh, I, I've been very, very fortunate to land a bunch of new sponsors. And so I'm very, very thankful for these companies sponsoring the podcast. And you'll be hearing a little bit more from them. There probably will be a little bit of a trade off. There'll be a few more ads in the podcast, but just know what it means is that I'm not going to have to ask for money, which I'm sure you're excited about. <laughs> but uh please do send in your your thoughts and questions mail at chuckpodcast.com and uh right now we're going to go to actually some uh cool spoilers so if you like spoilers just roll on through otherwise thanks for joining us 
And we're back. What kind of spoilers have we got? Well, thanks to our source, whose name rhymes with Hismedek, we have the title for <laughs> Check Episode 507, <laughs> which is this season's Christmas episode. Uh, the episode is currently slated to air after Christmas, thanks to NBC bumping the premiere back a week. Really smooth. Uh, um, it's uh, titled Chuck versus the Santa Suit. Hmm. Mm. And this is the episode with Stan Lee cameoing um, as himself, I believe. Very cool. Yeah, and yeah, Liz and that I actually saw, saw him. <laughs> yeah, we we saw him at Comic Con. Mm -hmm. Liz's niece flipped out. <laughs> Huge fan. Cool. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's an artist herself, and mm -hmm. she is a huge comic book fan. And she's been a fan of Stan Lee's for, gosh, since she was you know, knee-high to a grasshopper. And she saw him in an alcove there. They're waiting for their ride. And she literally kind of just stopped dead. <laughs> and just, like, walked towards him with her hand out. Uh-huh. What did she say, Mel? What, I mean, she, she said, it's so cute. She's, she's, how old is she, 24, 25? She's graduated from college. Uh-huh. And but she gets, she grasps his hand and she says, I'm so glad you exist. <laughs> <laughs> so it was so cute. He was, was very gracious. Uh-huh. He was. He was. Like, I'm never washing this hand again. Uh-huh. All she talked about the rest of the time yep. we were there. Wow. That Joss Whedon. Yes, that's right. <sighs> so... Well, next week's episode is titled Chuck versus the Frosted Tips. Uh -huh. And no, it has nothing to do with New Year's. I don't think. Uh -huh. <laughs> <But> who knows? <laughs> when Where did that come from? Well, Frosted Tips. You know, you were just talking about the Santa suit. You know. Hey, you had your he's meat, his meat act. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's late night in the central midwest so leave me alone mm -hmm. <laughs> all right well when life go life as the intersect inflates jeez, i can't even now you got me all upset <sighs> when life as the intersect inflates morgan's ego chuck is tested as both his handler and his friend carrie ann moss guest stars once again as the team is tasked with finding one of the CIA's most wanted, Chuck fears that the intersect may be going to Morgan's head, RR. Mm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sarah hel helps Casey navigate his relationship with Gertrude. Elsewhere, Captain Awesome makes a startling revelation about Jeff and Lester. A revelation about Jeff and Lester. Uh-oh. That sounds weird. Yeah, and just it even is. weirder that it's, you know... Captain Awesome making the discovery. Mm. What's he doing with them? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was some foreshadowing this week. So, uh -huh. mm -hmm. yeah, interesting. Run away, run away, Devin, run away. Well, and of course we uh, we've had one of the editors of Chuck on the podcast uh, three times now, uh, Matt Barber, um, and he tweeted this week that he was working on something pretty bittersweet and that was that he was uh starting on episode 11 and he tweeted the name of the episode and that was Chuck versus the bullet train um and, and there was a little bit of confusion some when people saw that tweet they thought oh no there's only 11 episodes now he just meant that personally personally editing um because there's three editors so somebody else will do 12 somebody else will do 13 
So that's the last episode he's going to be editing. That is kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's coming down to the wire. Yeah. But he did say that he had just finished episode eight, which is the Sarah Walker, Sarah Walker Bartowski mm-hmm. episode. And it's really good. And, you know, that's the one that in the conference call, Chris Fedak just gushed over it. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I asked him which episode he's most excited for fans to see. And he was like, ah, yeah, all of them. You know, he's naming them all off. And he's like, yeah, episode eight, you guys. I mean, if you're a Sarah Walker fan at all, you know, and I am. And he's like, and I count myself as one of them. Hmm. You, this is going to be your favorite episode ever. Wow. Yeah. All right. So yep. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah. And let's make oh, sure yeah. everybody else is there. Friday nights mm-hmm. at 8, 7 Central. On NBC. On NBC. Yep. Bong. <laughs> bird thing. We have to do the bird thing. Yeah. yeah. We got to do the. <laughs> cool. Well, so that's it. That's all we have for this podcast. And there's 11 more episodes of Chuck. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. But I'm sure they're going to be great ones. Yes, you guys are not going to want to miss next week. Yeah. For the final sequence alone, the action sequence is, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Well, on that note, thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.